Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, guys? Kels Charles Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Hello. It is Friday. We made it through the week. I'm just going to keep reminding myself of these things every time we chat. <sighs> I would say that it feels good that it's Friday, but I have tonight and all weekend, and it's my first class back from the winter break. and. Let me just tell you how much I have been dragging my feet. And grad school, this is the most first world problem ever, but grad school shows no mercy. They're like, oh, welcome back to class, everyone. You have 10 homework assignments before you begin. So hopefully you did did all that and made all this time. And I'm like, I wasn't ready. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Surprise. I just, I better make $10 million the second I get my cap and gown. Like that feels like it needs to be the qualification for all this pain I am enduring. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that happens for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Me too. Bless up. Um, yeah. So while I may not be making $10 million um, next year or in any time soon, there are a lot of people that we are going to discuss that do make that kind of money. So I feel like that's the best segue I can make from my off the rails rant into what we actually are going to talk about here on said show, which is the Dallas Cowboys and all the things that they are up to this off season. I want to dive in um, with some of the players first. It's actually, it's so funny to me in 2021, how I feel like it's I'm, I'm on social media and I'll get a DM from you or I'll just like a player pops up on my timeline and he's like, Hey, I had surgery. Like this is the new era and like way that we are finding out breaking news. Like the players are like, I'm not going to PR like F going through my agent, like, or the team, like I'm just fucking posting, excuse my French. I'm just posting this myself, like from my like bedside where I'm obviously from getting wheeled around the uh, hospital floor with your mask on, like, yo, I just got surgery on my ankle. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you had an ankle injury, sir? <laughs> and he's like, they're just still, they got the pain meds flowing. They're feeling good. And they're like, I'm good. And I'm like, man, I know you're good, but I didn't know you weren't good. So, whoa. Out here with pain meds and vibes, man. <laughs> um. I I cackled when Amari posted that uh, little video on his Instagram story. It was so good. Max, he's been, if you don't follow him on Instagram, like he'll give you these like really 
brief windows into his life and they're very fun. Yes. Amari? Especially his Christmas day. It was a joy. Oh, I mean. But. Yeah. He, he, he made me, he made me feel so broke in that I was like, you know what? Like I knew I didn't make as much money as you, but damn Amari. Like I feel I am such a broke boy. (laughs) Oh, you mean you don't get your like significant other a G wagon? He called me poor in 10 different languages. So (laughs) I just, I wasn't prepared for that on such a holiday. (laughs) Oh, Koopy. Yeah. I appreciate him. Well, he was loopy Koopy and that's how we found out that he had an ankle surgery. So thanks for that, Amari. So it feels like the, what we've, what I've seen so far, and correct me if I'm wrong, we've got Amari with the ankle. Tyrone Crawford yep. posted a video this week. Um, he was in a boot, so I think he had, had like, no uh, idea. Yep. I mean, foot surgery or something of the nature. Jalen with the, with his wrist. So, you know, I think all of that goes to say, like, obviously it's, it's a novelty and unique in this day and age, how we find out these things and how these guys are just like reporting things and oh, yeah. on social media. But also like, I think it goes to show how these guys are playing through so much during the season. And I know they make all this money and blah, blah, blah. But like, I will always remember when I was talking to, I think it was Travis Frederick. And he was like, honestly, Kelsey, like when I leave practice, it's like I got ran over by a car, like a truck. Like it's like you, your body just, you, you inflict your body with so much throughout the season. And you don't even realize like what these guys are like playing through and, and, and putting their bodies through just, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of nuts. And then when it comes out at the end of the year, you're like, Oh, well basically like his, his wrist was hanging by like a tendon and you're like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, Oh, like toward all shot. It was fine. I'm like, I, <laughs> what, what come again? So, you know, meanwhile, I sobbed to myself while I stubbed my toe on the corner of the kitchen counter, but you know, truly. Yeah, I these guys out here just balling. Who was it? Tori Smith. Someone tweeted the other day too. Just and I'm not gonna like really dive into it, but I do think it's interesting to talk about with those types of things because obviously with team doctors and like I think the Cowboys have like some of the best in the business. But it was interesting when, especially with these guys that are in college who are trying to protect their draft stock, and this is like a, a very, very prominent conversation right now when all these guys are declaring for the drafts and we're just getting out of bowl season and the championship game. But a lot of these guys didn't play in some of these bigger games because they are totally trying to make sure that they don't get hurt or anything like that. And then you see some of these kids who do get hurt. And um, like, for example, who, who was it? Was it Devonta like Smith? I think he got, he got hurt didn't he? Yeah, he did. Uh, what was it? I can't remember. Anyways. I don't know. Your, you know, your brain goes in like five different directions and I'm never exactly sure which direction I'm supposed to follow in. It's, it was one of the star players for one of the teams right now. I'm pretty sure I can't remember. And I apologize for not remembering, but, uh, it was Smith. It was Smith. It was a champ game anyways. Um, and, and, you know, he, he came back and was in playing clothes more on the sidelines. And, um, there was some commentary from people who were saying, just how it's important for these guys to be protecting themselves because 
technically the responsibility of some of these doctors is to make sure they can stay and play on the field. But when you're in a position like you're in college where you're trying to think of your future too, maybe it's not smart for you to keep playing snaps when you're not in tip top shape while you're trying to make that transition into your career. And I thought that was really interesting. I mean, the same thing goes for high school too. I think it was Tori Smith who tweeted and he was like, yeah, my mom straight up came and came out and got me on the field and was like, no, your career's done. Like we're done. We're moving on. Like, do you want to salvage what you have? Like, do you want to preserve yourself to keep playing? Um, and so anyways, it's very interesting when you peel back the curtain of those types of things and you start to think about that side of the business from the player's perspective on really their bodies are their vehicle for their careers to get them to the next level and be able to actually play. So, um, it's funny when you get to the end of the year and you're like, Oh, that's the reality of what you were dealing with this entire time. And we had no idea. Yeah. So it's wild, man. Thanks for letting me nerd out on that for a minute. Cause you know, <laughs> per usual. Like, you, you thoroughly covered that. I'm not really sure what I need to add to it. <laughs> you can, can you tell that I was thinking about, I've been thinking about this recently. I'm like, Oh wow. Like that's so interesting. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so she just let you enter her brain. I hope you enjoyed it. You're, you're welcome. Unmedicated uh, spiral into the depths of my deepest, whatever things, I, <laughs> things I ponder in my free time. <laughs> I can't, I don't know if I can go as far as to call it interesting, but it's at least something <laughs> we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something that I did find interesting though, Meg, and I would absolutely love to get your thoughts on this. I would absolutely love to tell you my thoughts. There has obviously been a lot of discussion with these head coaching vacancies in the college no. pro space. And we personally had a nice little laugh about Doug Peterson last week departing from the Eagles. Yeah. He was fired. And I was like, what the F Philly? Like, what's your deal? Like, you are so dumb. You are, you are so dumb, right? Like that was, you, my are, head so dumb. you are really dumb for real. Yes. And it kind of came out later that maybe that was more of an issue of him having some discrepancies with ownership um, and just their vision for the team, or he didn't want to be like bossed around and told what to do, AKA told what to do in terms of throwing the games. Who knows? Uh, but uh, those homies in green had the audacity to call my guy, Jerry Jones and say, Hey, big Jerry, we want to talk to Kellen Moore about our head coaching vacancy thoughts. When that notification popped up on my screen, when I was just taking a stroll around my neighborhood with my morning coffee. Well, the way I spit my coffee out, <laughs> I was offended and upset. And um, what other words can I use to describe my fury? Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. Um, I tweeted directly at the Eagles organization and said, "Go away." <laughs> I uh, missed that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I just, I just don't appreciate it. You know, I like, we just figured this out. He's we three years. What, what do you go away? I totally agree. And if you want, I was, when I got the notification, I was like, all right, there's a couple different ways I can go about this. I can be objective. 
Um, and I could be like, you know what, getting a head coaching vacancy opportunity, even to have those conversations, like that's so few and far in between. And like, obviously have to take that, just even the phone call, the conversation, the zoom call, whatever it may be, because, you know, especially like if, if Kellen Moore, for some reason, his offense just tanks and like knock on wood, I hope you hear that. Cause I literally just knocked on wood. I heard it. Let's assume the worst case scenario. And like, what if he doesn't have a great team and then his personal head coaching stock declines and decreases and like, he doesn't get this call again. So it's like, you kind of have to take it as they come if you're thinking about this objectively, but then I'm not an objective person. I'm not a reporter, so I don't have to be objective and I'm angry. I was like, Oh, hell no. Like, no, sir. No, no, no. You may not go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is just trying to give everybody the middle finger this year. Like straight up. I was like, like, if it was the Chargers, I don't think I'd be this angry, but like, I'm just not here for this. No. I I don't care what the opportunity is. No. I, I am, I'm upset. And do you, I literally, I can't even picture the idea of Kellen Moore going up there and being the head coach. Like that would be an incredible career feat for him, but I would be physically ill. And I'm making this up or was part of his reason for not taking the Boise state job that he wouldn't be able to build the program the way he wanted. Is that? Yes. That's yeah. Well, that's why Doug Peterson got fired, right? Yes. Okay. So no. Yeah. I also think I talked myself out of being mad because it just doesn't make any sense. Well, let me build upon that because I'm, we're going to Kellen. I know you listen to girls talking boys. So let us tell you why it's a really <laughs> bad idea. Meg, Meg has a point. If you think you're going to go up there, like you basically have here in Dallas, the head coach in waiting deal. Like this is what you have, right? You have this situation in your hands and it's the Jason Garrett 2.0 where Jerry's like, listen, the golden check is waiting and we will make it happen whenever here in the next like three to five years. Okay. And we got you. But if you go to Philly, you're basically going to be in a position where I feel like Philadelphia is on an impending rebuilding situation where Carson Wentz, like, we don't know if Carson Wentz is broken or not. I think he, and if you can't salvage his career, which that's a task in itself, and you just lost your O-line coach, you're losing all these players. Like, it's just, I just feel like Philadelphia is going to have a rough couple years. And so Kellen could go in there and roll up his sleeves and do what he can to get this team on the up and up, but probably not enough to fix it and not get fired. And then someone else is going to come in and just like, reap what he has been sowing for the last couple of years. And so he just screwed himself. And I just feel like, I just feel like it's a better opportunity for him to do that and be the, he's like the Aaron Rodgers waiting for Brett Favre to finish his tenure. Like in true McCarthy fashion, it's, it's, you're just the man in waiting, like do it here in Dallas and it'll be just, we'll be, you know, you want to, you know, you want to, Philadelphia is bad. It's just they're a- all mean. Yeah. I know we're crazy, but they're mean. So 
there's beaches up there and where there's beaches, there's sharks and jellyfish, all bad things. It's cold up there, snow, ice, ice, car accidents. You could fall and break your ankle. You could literally break your ankle. So much more likely in Philadelphia. Snow doesn't stick in Dallas. Yep. There's, There's bridges. You could fall off the bridge. Like the bridges over the water coming over from Philadelphia. Like that's a dangerous situation, Kellen. And I just really feel like you're a lot safer and more secure here in Dallas. So they have to like grease light poles there. So people don't climb them. Do you really want to deal with that? Yeah. I don't think you do. And I can say this because I'm Pennsylvania Dutch. I'm pretty sure when they say grease, it's actually like lard. So like, it's just all kinds of gross up there. I feel like that would just smell all around the city. And terrible. I'm, yeah, like their delicacies are eating sandwiches out of gas stations. Like that's what people in Philadelphia do. And while Wawa is great, we have other options here too. Bucky's. Bucky. Oh, oh, Meg. Bucky's versus Wawa. Should we like actually ask that question? Because I feel like this might be a good debate. The only problem with that as a debate is that Wawa's and Sheets are more readily available. They're like all over the place. Whereas like Bucky's is like that treat that you see that sign and it counts down the miles until you get there. Right. And it's like in the middle of where you're coming from and where you're going. Sure. And it's, it's, it's special. I get it. But like, yeah, Wawa's and Sheets are just everywhere. Maybe that's from when they're better at marketing. So like that just adds to their allure. Like we can't help that we're smart or like, do they even have a mascot though? Like, I I don't know. Wawa is like a a goose and goose is shit over everything. (laughs) So again, like why it's called Wally goose. What a dumb name. (laughs) Thank you. It's a goose. Look at me. I am so attuned to all the northeastern things. They have a they have a goose in it, a costume goose and a uh, and a big sandwich guy. That's creepy. Well, people just tell themselves in the northeast that they like Wawa because it makes them feel better about living where they do. I'm literally talking Honestly, so it's just kind of fun to say. <laughs> my my guys, what's funny about this? I'm literally my entire mom's side of my family is from Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> so the I got to their face. I got love for Philly, just not the Eagles. How's that? I don't. <laughs> oh. Never been there, so I'm just like imagining like a desolate, disgusting place. You've never been to Philadelphia? No. Oh, dude, that's funny. Um, I would say we should go to Pittsburgh. Game. Don't like Pittsburgh, but I ain't trying to get killed, so <laughs> I'm good on that. <laughs> Helen, um, what we're trying to say is that it would just be a really bad idea. It would be a bad decision for you to go to Philadelphia. And we just feel like. Just take our word for it. You won't like it. And like, no. no Maybe eat some beaver nuggets and think it over. 100%. <laughs> Make the right decision. Okay. You did it once. You could do it again. We believe in you. Okay. Just stay. Um. Anyways. So I saw <laughs> that development. So I'm really hoping that like we are going to be all Gucci in that regard. I feel honestly, and like the fact that it was like, didn't he was, he's set to sign a three-year deal with us. 
Yeah. And then Dan Quinn is set to sign a three-year deal with us. Right. So like that's just perfect. Dan Living Quinn in nice. Perfect. I hear he's really nice. Like we, she, he, he could win the Super Bowl together three times at least. That's what I'm saying. Like he should want to be, Dan Quinn is really nice. He should want to be friends with him and hang out with him a lot. Like, yeah. You're, you're, they, they make a perfect pair. Do it for Dan. Hashtag do it for Dak. Hashtag do it for Dan. Okay. Kellen. Okay. I'm in. Um, do it. So obviously, hopefully, fingers crossed that all of that works out in our favor. Um, but I'm going to manifest that situation away because I don't have time to even like fathom that happening. Um, wow. Yeah. No. Anyways, um, <laughs> Kellen Moore, all that aside, um, I want to talk about Dan Quinn a little bit more though, because, um, I got the chance to sit down with Falcons team reporter, Kelsey Conway, um, this week and they got a little insight into him. But, um, you know, I think in general too, Meg, there's, there's been some conversations about Dan Quinn and, and, and the style of play he'll bring to the table and, and truly his background. I mean, there's a lot of discussions around the four, three, I think I said this before, but I think at the end of the day, you'll see the Cowboys go back to this four, three. I don't really feel like they had an identity with Nolan anyway. So I'm not really thinking that it's a necessarily a bad thing. And quite frankly, when we ran the four, three before with Marinelli and, and Richard, like we had success with that and there were some decent defenses. And so I'm not losing my shit over going back to what we had before. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like I I think the four three is a pretty solid way to stop the run. But also on top of it, nickel is still going to be largely what your base defense is. Really, when you talk about these three four versus four three, you're mainly focused on the down linemen. And Dan Quinn has his past and his true specialty outside of just defense, he spent a lot of years as a defensive line coach. And that's, I think, what I'm most excited about with him because he has the makings of some potential really awesome defensive front units. I mean, we've seen some rotations with Alden Smith and Randy Gregory, but with the combination of like Demarcus Lawrence and then we don't know what's going to happen with Antoine Woods potentially. And I I think he – and we should be excited about the pairing of Quinn with the talent that we currently have on the field, not to mention what he could get in the draft. Oh, Randy Gregory is like, I feel like he looked at him and he was like, Elio, baby, let's go. Elio. Um, yeah, I mean, th- this is not directed at you, but I feel like I hear this four, three, three, four thing all the time. And it like makes my head spin. Um, but to your point. Um, the, like, I feel like at, in Seattle, at least he did a good job, um, of like having a solid mix between the two and really, um, I don't know, getting creative. And so I would love to see that in tandem with like an offensive mind who's getting creative on that side of the ball, um, and letting his creativity flag fly. That seems to be something that works out well when, um, when we have a creative product on the field, I feel like the players get kind of excited and we see a lot of success out of it. So I'm interested. Let's go. Um, Yeah. I mean, me too. And I think that, you know, I think with, I, I 
I really think with Dan Quinn, <clears throat> what you're also going to see, not to mention with these defensive linemen and, you know, focusing on what kind of guys he can maybe get in the draft in that regard. But also, you know, when Richard came in and Richard is, is the secondary and, and the guy he worked with, with the Legion of Boom, we talked a lot about these kinds of players that he was looking for. And he, he really liked these big corners, right? And like these yeah. big secondary players. And so I feel like you'll see a lot more of emphasis on trying to get guys like that in the building. Um, so, you know, truth be told, really what I feel like we're going to see is just a lot more fine tuning of this defensive unit, which is like so desperately needed. And yeah. hopefully, you know, draft picks, I hate to even say this, but like they can pan out or they can't pan out, but at least I feel good about the potential talents that we have in some of the puzzle pieces that he has to work with that are currently on the team with like the digs and with the Randy Gregory's. And obviously we know what DeMarcus Lawrence is. We know what Alden Smith yeah. is if he returns and same thing with Antoine Woods, you know, so I feel like he's got some good puzzle pieces and if he can have some good pickups in the draft that truly come to fruition along with the simultaneous development of these guys already in the building, I have to hope that that could be at least a potential start in a recipe for success. Oh yeah. And I mean, I feel like I've seen him get catch a lot of flack for draft picks um, in for Atlanta at least. And like, yeah. Um, I mean, he's definitely going to have a solid say in the guys that he's going to get in the locker room, but you have to also keep in mind that he's going to have Will McClay sitting right in the room too. So yeah, we can, we can trust. And also Tack McKinley is a guy that people still at the beginning of this year were excited about. So, you know, I can't really put that L on Quinn and I don't even know if you can call him a full blown bust yet, but these are guys that I think anyone had they been in his position looking for the types of needs that that team had at the time, I think they still would have drafted those players. Vic Beasley, like, how are you to know that they weren't going to pan out like they they should have, quote? You know what I mean? So I just yep. think that's kind of unlucky. And, like, that's in my personal opinion. One thing I will, so, will, will say, though, is I do think it's potentially interesting, the concept, and Dave had mentioned this, and – Van Meg, we talk a lot about repetitive storylines and we had one with Dak last year. And I think we're going to have another one this year. Earl Thomas. Oh, go away. Literally Earl Thomas was obviously a part of the Legion of Boom. And that is who. Yeah, well, so is Richard Sherman. I'd rather talk about that. That's another <laughs> option too, though. Sherman's yeah. up as well. So there's a handful of guys that are a part of Quinn's, I don't want to say coaching tree, but have been under his purview who have yeah. had some good success in the past, whose contracts are up. And notoriously the Cowboys aren't going to be big spenders in free agency, but we saw them go out last year and, and try to make some, some money deals that, you know, these are guys who are, who are names or had been names. And I think yeah. that's what you're kind of seeing here. Like with the Earl Thomases and the Sherms who are, you know, the, they're in the twilights of their career, but they might still have some juice in the tank. So maybe, maybe those names could be resurfacing and recycling as some potential 
options in free agency as yeah. let's I definitely ahead. saw those. I think uh, RJ did a pretty good article um, yesterday about five players that had ties to him. So go check that out on bloggingandboys.com because it was an interesting read. Yeah. Uh, All y'all. <laughs> Dude. All right. So you guys probably know this by now. We record this podcast on Thursday night. And and so obviously it goes out on Friday. So apologies when we switch back and forth between like the days that we're talking about. Oh, I, yeah. I just you got, wrote it two days ago. <laughs> I just got a notification and I'm sorry to laugh on my phone that obviously Urban Meyer is the, uh, excuse me. Wow. How is John on the show? The new head coach of the Jaguars. And uh, Jeremy Fowler has reported that Scott Linehan has emerged as the prime candidate for the Jaguars offensive coordinator. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Well, first and foremost, whatever, uh, whatever magic cure uh, Urban Meyer took, um, you know, maybe we should bottle that up and give it to everybody. This is so we can. The best response. I'll come back from the coaching dead. The best response to that tweet is so far is rip to the Jaguars hype train. <laughs> like literally, because obviously the the Urban Meyer stuff came out like maybe like thirty minutes ago, and this person's like seven p.m. to seven twenty four p.m. R.I.P. Like that's how long the hype train lasted. Um, I mean, like. Good for me because that means he's not going to be at LSU anymore. So bye. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> I would really take the wind out of my sails if I was a Jags fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Urban, what's good, man? Um, herbs, herbs. That's funny. Listen, I yeah, that'll be interesting, and hopefully he does. I don't know. I'm not gonna try, <laughs> but. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Trevor Lawrence is going to be okay. How's that? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if he was just like, I'm undeclaring. <laughs> for no, track. I've decided I really like it here at Clemson. Probably just going to stick around and get a little graduate degree. Uh, yeah. He's like, I'm going to get my MBA. I've decided that I need my MBA to play in the NFL. And like, he like reposts the video and like scrolls it back. And he's like walking backwards back onto the field. And he sits down. He's like, psych. Just kidding, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, bitches. I'm back. Um, would be a good story. I will say that. Anyways, that's interesting. Uh, funny stuff to say the least. Uh, sure. Meg, do you have anything else on your mind that you want to discuss before we let these guys have their weekend? You know, um, I don't. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think that that just about does it for me. Um, because, you know, it is third Friday night, whatever. <laughs> we don't know anymore. Um, an update for you guys. I know I mentioned it last time, programming-wise, we will be moving to just Fridays only in the off-season. I'm sure we'll ramp back up come draft time. But just for the next couple of weeks, we're just going to be once a week. So um, because you know what? Despite what we discussed last time, I still haven't watched SpongeBob SquarePants for an entire episode. So therefore, I have failed Upsetting. my my duties to you all and cannot fill in another entire show of just SpongeBob. 
should we have two episodes a week? So um, it's on me. Blame me. I apologize. Nickelodeon, call me. I need help. Um, but that is all we have time for you guys today. We do appreciate you tuning in as always. Guys, make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher. Also, we're on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed there as well. Um, I just feel like, Megan, your words are going to stick with the people more and more, more so today than they do on most days. So why don't you go ahead and, and let them know your thoughts? Um, I'm going to direct this uh, specifically to Mr. Kellen Moore, um, and that would be Dallas forever, Philly for never, never. Literally, Kellen, sharks, breaking your ankle, pollution, lots of bad things up there. Don't do it. Just listen to us. We got you, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also, birds aren't real. <laughs> Bye, guys. <Back. laughs>